You're listening to an Arts Mitten podcast. You're tuned in to Arts Mitten on Sin with Zach and Ben. Hello. Hey. How are we going? Good, thanks. That's good. Are we ready to jump into what we've been talking about this whole time? Yes. Let's we go. We have an interview with Thomas Gorham from Head First Acrobats. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Thanks so much, Zach and Ben. Thanks for having me. How are you going today? I'm great. I'm up in Sydney. I'm doing our show Gods uh, and Creme and Prehysterical for the Sydney Fringe before I hit Melbourne. Oh, how's the Sydney Fringe going? Oh, it's popping off. It's really cool up here. We're in the Entertainment Quarter, um, which is a massive uh, entertainment precinct in Moore Park. It's going off. That is fantastic. That's so good. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So, yeah, you're putting on a few different shows for the Melbourne Fringe Festival. Um So what have you got prepared? Uh, We're bringing back our big hitter, Gods, which won the People's Choice Award last year, and our cute little family show, Prehysterical. And we're also bringing a late-night offering just for Fridays and Saturdays only, which is called Creme de la Creme. That one's a little bit naughty. So for Gods and Creme, don't bring any kids, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Gods has won a few awards. uh, And as I was talking about earlier on the show, I went and saw Gods last year. Absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, I have a big, big thing for Greek mythology, so seeing it, uh, <laughs> you know, adapted, I guess, was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about it is so widely loved? I think it's because it's very stupid, really. <laughs> um, it, like, the marketing is all very flashy and fun and adult, but at its core, Gods is actually very... Um, it doesn't take itself very seriously. It's quite stupid and fun. And I think that's what people really love about it is they're coming to see some really dangerous and amazing circus, but they actually end up laughing so much. It was so funny. It was a really, really <laughs> And yeah, it, like it was very, very stupid. Uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil the show or give away anything, but were there any jokes or any, any bits in it that you particularly are like, yeah, this is, this is a good bit for the show? Like if you could give audiences one thing of like this is the sort of thing you can expect what bit would you kind of tell them about oh that's that's really tough um because it's so difficult to explain the jokes until they understand the feel of the show like it's it's one of those ones where i don't think any of the scenes are actually that funny to explain but watching it um, and, and getting a vibe of the way it's performed is that's where the real magic is, is the interactions and the, and the, yeah, it's the way that the energy is thrown around between the performers and the audience on stage. Um, but if I had to pick one favorite and hilarious bit, I would say it's the nudie plate scene. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I respect <laughs> that. Uh, very entertaining. Very entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun, it's stupid, and it's quite irreverent. So I think it's one thing that people would, would really get on board. Yeah, right, right. So, um, Thomas, how did you find yourself a part of the acrobatic and like circus industry? Um, for me, I was originally uh, breakdancing um, all up the east coast of Australia and doing breakdancing competitions and teaching and having fun. And I quickly realized that at that time, there wasn't much of a career in breakdancing. But some of my friends had spoken to me about a circus school in Melbourne. 
and I auditioned for it and I didn't get in first time, but I got in the second time. And since then I've been just pretty much performing full time and running my own company. It's been pretty good life. Great. And just jumping off of that a little bit, could you tell us about some of the stunts that you perform? Like a lot of them are very impressive to see. Oh yeah. Well, my favorite stunt um, was taught to me by my trainer it's a, an act called Washington Trapeze, named after a man called Washington who balanced on his head on a swinging trapeze. And he popularized the trick, and it's very popular in China as well, and he taught it to me. That's my favorite. Fantastic. And so with the shows itself, uh, as a producer, what was it like producing the shows for Fringe or more broadly? Um, originally, it was, a, it was a steep learning curve and a lot of difficulty, um, but, you know, as the, the longer you're submerged in it, the more skills you get from every range, from social media to, to normal marketing to talking to PRs, doing radio interviews, all those kind of things. You learn how to market your product and, you know, remain an artist at the same time. Um, it's been a lot as well, uh, learning how to produce entire festivals. So we're not just putting on um, our shows, we're actually producing the entire festival precinct that... Uh, it's showing in, so that's two venues, a bar, food truck, security, toilets, licensing, all that kind of stuff. So it's been a wild ride, but it's been very enjoyable and we've learned so much. Yeah, wow. So I'm um, just going back to Creme de la Creme. So it's making its Victorian debut at um, Fringe Festival. So what can audience anticipate from this show? Wow, that's a really good question. So Creme de la Creme is a variety night. Um, which means that each performer only does sort of five minutes. They do their best five-minute act. So it's kind of like a mashup of all the best different performances in the festival. Um, so you get to see – it's kind of like a, a taster. Like, imagine like a, like a cheese plate. It's like the <laughs> best of everyone. <laughs> yeah. So you just get five minutes from the best of every performer, and if you want to see more of them, you can book tickets to their show. Right. Great. So it's just a little, little, little entree, yeah. Just a bit of a – Yeah, a little entree. And uh, jumping over to jumping over to prehysterical now. So this is your show for all ages, uh, unlike Gods and Creme de la Creme. Uh, can you talk a bit about the strategy behind producing shows for adults and children? Does it change much, or is it more of the same, just more clothes are worn? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the creative process for is very similar actually, because um, adults and ch- children shows in a comedy perspective, there's actually not that much um, difference. You know, people actually, when, when adults come and watch Prehysterical, they laugh just as hard as the children. So it's just as easy to make an adult laugh as it is to make a child laugh. And the best thing about um, children is they're very honest. If they don't like something, they'll just stop paying attention. So it's very easy to get feedback. So um, we've, we've made the show and it keeps them entertained for the full hour. Um, and the the main thing that I would say, producing shows for children, um, it's 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 just it's just so much fun. Like it's a different, it's a completely different vibe when you go out there. You you have to give 110% all the time from start to finish and you're so tired, but it's so worth it. Great. And uh, so it's Creme de la Creme's Victorian debut. It's actually possibly God's last year, at least for a little while running in Melbourne. Uh, have you got any other shows lined up that you want to bring to Melbourne or is there a, like a concept that you want to try that you haven't quite got off the ground yet? Oh, I reckon we're not really sure what's next. Um, we're kind of focusing on 
um, getting the festival producing side of things going, getting that ball rolling. I think we'll probably end up taking Gods overseas for a little bit, maybe trying to get it to Vegas for a while. Um, if not, we'd love to make a new show, but we're just really not sure what that is yet. I think that's going to take a big development time, whatever that is, come big shoes to fill with Gods. Uh, but I would say if you're looking for stuff from us, um, the best thing to do is just be to check out all the things that are on in our festival precincts. You go see Mythos Ragnarok, you go see uh, the amazing new Matador show, and just, yeah, just really check out the whole lineup. Mm, yeah, lots to see, lots to see. Um, just going back to what we were saying before about all the different tricks and stunts that you do, um, is there any like tricks and stunts that you really want to do more of during, in your shows? Oh, yeah, there's a one move that I've been chasing my entire adult life. It's really embarrassing. I've been trying it for like 10 years or more. Um, it's just uh, one particular move. I don't know if anyone knows it who'd be listening. It's called Air Flares. It's a breakdancing move. And um, if I don't get it before I die, I'll be very disappointed. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe one day you'll get to see me do some Air Flares on stage. If not, I'll just be just constantly embarrassed by my inability to get there. <laughs> Great. Well, if people want to track your progress, I guess, and track what Headfirst Acrobats <laughs> is doing, where can they find us? Uh, you can find us at Headfirst Acrobats on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're looking at it and you think, wow, this is really adult, we actually have a children's one as well, which is at Headfirst Acrobats for Kids, both Instagram and Facebook. And if anyone's looking at the Fringe Festival as a whole, they can find out more info at melbournefringe.com. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Thomas. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to an Art Smitten podcast. You can listen to Art Smitten live every Saturday from 12pm on Sin.